one of my students I was talking to, just one of the people I was friends with, he asked me this question that I didn't really have the answer to. And that question changed my life. The question was, how did you learn how to speak? And I didn't really know, Dr. G, because I didn't really have a coach. I didn't have a lot of money. My parents were factory workers. We didn't afford a coach. I didn't even have money for Toastmaster. It's like 100 bucks a year. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Hey, it's Dr. G. Did you know that you can find me on Instagram? Two places. Absolutely amazing. Look for me at Charmaine Gregory MD and Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. And we are here today with Brendan Karasami, and he is going to tell you all about himself and all of the incredible things that he is up to. Take it away, Brendan. Great to be here, Charmaine. Thanks for having me, Dr. G. It's great to be here. Awesome, 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 awesome. So, you know, you've got a pretty incredible story. And I know the audience wants to hear all about it. So why don't you tell them what you're up to now and how you got there? Yeah, absolutely happy to. So when I was in university, I used to do these things called case competition, Charmaine. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerves. So other guys my age were playing basketball or baseball or some other sport you wouldn't see me playing. I was doing professional <laughs> sports for nerds. I hear you. Which, right, which was some presentations. <laughs> And then as I got older, what happened was I started coaching people who were younger than me, mostly students back then, mostly for free also, just helping them with their communication to win these competitions. And then I had the idea for Master Talk, the channel, because I realized that everything that was in my head wasn't available on the internet for free. You know, you hear advice like, oh, be yourself, get up on stage. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So I started making videos. Then a few years later, it turned to what it is today. Awesome. 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 So that's encouraging because I have um, three um, children who are very, one of them is very into gaming and coding. Um, So I can understand, you know, having the ability to transfer that type of knowledge to others and make it palatable. And Whenever you're in a niche space of any kind, so whenever you're in a space where there's a jargon involved or there is like um, a lot, there are lots of technical terms that the lay person may or may not understand. It is very much an incredible talent to be able to make a bridge between your very specific space and the rest of the world. And if you can do that by communicating effectively, you pretty much have a golden ticket. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's awesome that you did that. That you're doing that. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I love the way you phrased it too. The whole idea behind 
how do we trade or how do we communicate very complex ideas in a way that the general public or different stakeholders can understand that singularity. And if you do that, you definitely do have the golden ticket, especially in the context that you gave with one of your kids in, in technology. A lot of people can't do that. So if you're, if you're in that percentage oh, yeah. that can, you're definitely in that sweet spot. That's awesome. And then so you, um, so tell us more about you know, so you had all these ideas that you were implementing in your own life and had success with, and you wanted to encapsulate this and have it be something that could be transferred to others and to help others also be able to do the same thing that you did. Now, was it like just an epiphany that occurred one night? You were just like, oh my God, I think I'm going to start a channel or like, how did it happen? Like, let's hear the backstory of that. 100% happy to share. So it was December 2018, and I had realized one of my students I was talking to, just one of the people I was friends with, he asked me this question that I didn't really have the answer to. And that question changed my life. The question was, how did you learn how to speak? And I didn't really know, Dr. G, because I didn't really have a coach. I didn't have a lot of money. My parents were factory workers. We didn't afford a coach. I didn't even have money for Toastmaster. It's like 100 bucks a year. So I, I, was, I was a broke student. But the question was so powerful because how was I able to coach 70, 75 people on communication? I'd realized three years later, because I just passed by so fast that, oh, wait a second. I've like developed so much as a coach and as a speaker and all that stuff. So he asked me a follow-up question. He said, oh, come on. You didn't you just learn it on your own. Did you like watch YouTube videos or like just listen to a podcast? And I was like, no. It's like, why, why would anyone watch, watch YouTube videos? He's like, yeah, I look up YouTube videos on this. So, so for fun, because I just landed uh, my dream job at IBM, it's like four months to kill before I start working in corporate. So I just spent like one hour, a few hours on YouTube, just watching other YouTube channels on communication. And to be quite frank, Dr. G, I was frustrated by what I saw. All this nonsense. Everyone's just pitching their services. All those generalities. And even if I was half their age, I was 22 at the time when I started Master Talk. I just looked at all of the ideas I had in my head. I was like, they aren't talking about this. They aren't talking about this. I'll give you one specific example. Since you want the granular story here. That's right. You want it. Right? <laughs> right. So the granular piece of that is one video in particular really got me like, I, I, I got something here. And it was how to present in a second language. Nobody had made a video on that. And mm -hmm. as someone who speaks three languages, I speak English, French, and Tamil. I was like, wait a second. Like, it's obvious. All you have to do is A, B, C, which I'm happy to talk about. But the point is, is and then I said, oh, but what about this thought? Oh, nobody has this. And there was such a big list that I eventually realized I should be just the person to make these videos. So I sat down on my mother's couch, which I still live, by the way. And I started making videos for no reason. I just took a phone out. And while I was working in corporate, I was making a video every week. And honestly, I didn't think much of it. I thought it was just kind of a stupid idea. I was just making for fun. But a few months into Master Talk, I'd went to a bunch of personal development conferences, think like Tony Robbins events. And yeah, I yeah. met a lot of people who had big visions for the world at these events, but also didn't have a money for a speech coach. And I saw a massive gap in the market where you had all these change makers who wanted to make an impact. And sure, a percentage of those change makers could hire, let's say me or somebody else as a coach. But the vast majority of those change makers didn't have any resource besides like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. I was like, okay, yeah, book is nice. But like, if you want to learn how to speak, you got to look at somebody like speak on right. a video. And that's yeah. what really burned, burned a fire in my belly to, to take Master Talk more seriously. 
No, that's fantastic. You know, it's funny because like, you know, when, when you have an idea that is, uh, that is needed, that there is a pain point for, and maybe you don't even see it like that because it's your zone of genius. It's just, you know, it, it does take like a couple of incidences of almost happenstance that will align things such that you can get that idea from concept all the way out to execution. So that's great. You know, that is great that it worked out that way. And I'm sure that those who have benefited from your ideas are also thankful, right? So you have to tell me now how in, in this path, there had to be some element of fear like, was there fear when you first started developing yourself as a speaker? Was there fear when you saw that this was actually becoming popular and people were actually liking it and then they were actually coming to you? Was there some fear of success? You know, what was the fear that you had to tackle with this whole journey? Oh, I mean, there's a ton. Let's start from the beginning, right? Which was when I was five years old. So when I was five years old, my parents came up to me one day and they said, Brendan, you live in Montreal. For those who don't know, Montreal is a city where you need to learn to speak French or else you can't That's do well in the city. Yes. Right. And, and I'm still, I still live there. I'm based there. And my parents looked at me and they said, you need to go to French school, which of course was the right decision because I'm fluent in the language. But my whole life, not only was I afraid of communication, I had to present in a language I didn't know. So when I was in first and second grade, I'd look at the class and go, uh, bonjour. And that was my life growing up as a kid. The second strike I had against me is I had an operation on my arm. I have a crooked left arm. So when I was like in kindergarten and first grade, I had this massive cast. So it was really hard to make friends because I was this little tiny midget kid who had this big cast who was socially awkward and didn't know the language. So wow. even if like everyone else speaks French, I don't speak mm -hmm. French. So I can't make, luckily I was born in Canada. So a couple of nice kids, right? So I wasn't, it wasn't so bad, but it was tough. So that was challenge number one. That was the biggest challenge. And then when I got to university, I still didn't get it. Cause a lot of the times I was presenting, even if I was presenting in English now and I was more comfortable, I didn't have money for a nice suit. So I always had this oversized suit that I bought from Sears, like this Canadian bankrupt store for prom yeah, that well. I had in high school. <laughs> Sears, I remember Sears. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I had like this $100 suit. That's all my mom could afford. So even then, I, I still struggled a lot around like appearance and what people thought about me. And then when I started a master, I mean, God, we could spend the whole day just talking about, I know we don't go all day, so I'll be quick on the fears here, is Remember, Charmaine, I was 22 and I started Master Talk. Sure, I coach a lot of CCOs, all that stuff is cool. But remember, team, like, and I'm talking to the audience now, it's like, wait a second, I'm coaching people who had worked longer in the company or have been in business longer than I've been alive. Who in the world am I to coach these people? And there was a lot of insecurity, there, a lot of fear. So I think the better question now is, and, and then I'll add you, I'll, I'll throw in one more because I know you like this. So white fearless freedom, might as well throw in another one, right? Mm -hmm. so, so one other one as well was, and I always like to say this, is we're always most fragile at the beginning of one's idea. So mm -hmm. the first six months of Master Talk is really when I thought it wasn't a good idea. And one of the main reasons I thought it was a bad idea is because I had the brilliant idea, and for those who aren't looking at the recording right now, it's, yeah, I'm the, using the air quotes. <laughs> I'm the air quotes. I had this brilliant idea of sending my videos to university professors or college professors, because if you send it to them, and because they 
these resources don't exist before me, in my opinion. I don't, I don't think they did. So I was like, okay, well, I didn't have them in, un in university. So why don't you send them to the students? If they like the video, the students keep changing. Brilliant idea, right? Eh, most of them spat in my face. They're like, who really? are you? Yeah, really? most of them did. As, yes, I remember one of the, only like 1% of them were like so, somewhat supportive. 99% of them were either didn't reply, told me it was a bad idea that I was too young, focused on pointing a bunch of mistakes out, in my videos instead of like helping me out and worst of all a lot of them surprisingly said first of all you don't call me by my first name and i was like oh my god like so yeah wow, I, that's I, a little yeah. uh okay wow okay that's not what i was expecting to hear <laughs> yeah, it wasn't because fun. i mean because the thing about it is this like uh it's bold you know and actually very forward to have gone and um you know just put your stuff out there like that and but you went to the people who you knew had the influence to impact the most people which I think that's brilliant right and so if I'm a professor I would be like oh all right you know I would I would think you were a kid obviously because you're younger right so I'd be like oh, I'm, I'm, this kid has got a great idea you know and this guy's like you know he's he's forward thinking because he's thinking about how can I improve other people so that they can have better skills so that they can improve other people. And you have like a little bit of a ripple effect. And would I not be, I wouldn't be focused on the rawness of it, right? Because it sounds raw. You're doing it from your mother's couch. You know, that's, that's pretty raw and gritty. I mean, I would be focusing on the rawness of it, but I would actually look at the rawness as a strength because that is the, the epitome of authenticity, right? When you're like, just you're just like, there's no big lights. There's no big cameras. There's no like production around it. It is straight off the dome coming to you with the goods, spilling the tea, like all over the table, <laughs> spilling it all, everywhere. So, you know, to me, I would be like, this is brilliant. That is just so funny to me because I, I forget what I was watching or listening to. I was listening to somebody um, and they were talking about how it's so funny how people do not recognize, don't recognize the greatness in others when they're at the beginning of their journey, when they're, you know, right here at the bottom of the mountain, right? They don't recognize it. They like put it away. They like, you know, dismiss it very quickly. And they made the, um, the example that they gave was, you know, there was a, there was a school that was having um, that was looking for uh, a, a speaker for their um, graduation. And the suggestion was made for a young senator to come and give the speech. And the the people, the, the board of directors or whomever it was that made the decisions were kind of like, no, 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 no. We don't know that person. That person's, you know, a, a, an obscure person. But we're going to go with this person who has been a coach for 30 years or whatever. We're going to have that person speak. And then it turned out that that senator that they that they completely dismissed was John F. Kennedy. And so it's like, hello, <laughs> you know, so there are always going to be those opportunities. People don't understand, like the potential of others. They may dismiss you, not because they don't think you can do it, but they dismiss you because you are a threat to them, to them. It is it is an uncovering of their own fears. See, if I see someone, if I'm a tenured professor and I'm supposed to be the expert, I'm supposed to be in like my zone of genius, like, you know, on fleek. And then basically somebody is like half my age, maybe even like a third of my age is coming with new ideas, 
perhaps even thinking outside the box, right? Which people, most people aren't comfortable doing this, let's face it. And so they're coming with these ideas that are outside the box and they're doing it in a raw, authentic way. And they're like, they're not, there's no pretense. There's no like, there's no fluff. There's no like, um, there's no shine to it because it's not like, you know, edited and like, you know, what do you call this thing? Um, you know, when they like make the picture even more pristine, you know, make it perfect. Like photoshopped and all that Photoshop. Stuff. It's not Photoshop. Yeah. None of that stuff. Yeah. You know, so that is that is very threatening. That is very mm -hmm. threatening because a lot of times people, when they get to that, when they supposedly arrive in their areas, they become very, very parochial in their thoughts. And they also become very threatened when there is any evidence or any semblance of ma like a maverick, somebody coming along and they're just like, you know, no, let's do it this way. But we've always cut off the edges of the turkey for putting it in the oven. But why? Why have we done that? Oh, grandma, why'd you do that? Oh, I only did that because my pot, the pot that I was using couldn't fit the turkey. Why are you doing that? That's dumb. You know, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. So, you know, that's okay. Because now you can look back and you can be like, should have just like took my video, should have shared it with your people. <laughs> I don't know. I love that, Dr. G. You're on fire. I completely agree, right? And, and the thing I would add is that's exactly the point in the sense of the biggest lessons I learned, because I sent 50,000 of those emails, and I'm not exaggerating that number. Every day, I was stubborn. I was a 22-year-old kid, remember? I would send 500 emails every single day. I did that for three months until I gave up. But what I realized was, you're absolutely right. You're the person who's super open-minded. You're like, yes, I would totally bet on Brendan. But what I realized is you're one in 100, you're one in 200. And that's why when I switched from a focus on university professors to podcast hosts, everything changed. Boom, boom, boom. And then everything just, because there are the community that are open to the Mavericks. There are the people that are open to those new ideas. But what's the takeaway? The takeaway is focus on what Seth Godin calls the smallest viable audience. If you're doing something that is new, that is novel, that is revolutionary, naturally, most people will think it's a stupid idea. So instead, what you need to do is you need to find the believers like you. You need to find the first 100 people, the first 10 people, the first one person who thinks your idea has legs and just focus on talking to those people. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. That is great. That is absolutely, that's good advice. Wow, I'm still stuck on the 50,000. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I wish you I was what? lying, but, but you know, I'm not. That's a, that's, a test, that's a testimony to your tenacity. I mean, that's, that's a lot. I mean, you were consistent. That's amazing. A lot of people would have quit after like the first week. And the fact that they kept for six months is absolutely amazing. And you know what? I bet you that there's still some people who have that email and maybe you know, they might see your, they might see your product, might see your name, might see your work and be like, oh, oh my gosh, you sent me that a while ago. I didn't check it. Duh. And they're doing like, they're doing that. <laughs> I, never, I never thought of that. That's interesting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Hey, it's Dr. G. And I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. 
I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. And then so so that so you started that way you try to get the word out then you ultimately did a course correct and started going you know going on podcasts and starting to spread the word that way um how is that part of it going so far for you oh excellent like the story i told you was like two years ago i mean at this point now now the brand's matured i have a so, you know, significant business and now, you know, I do this full time, but life is great, but, but you're absolutely right. You know, now, now things are great. And I think that's, what's nice about ideas is that's why I'm so passionate about getting people to take action. Cause once an idea starts working a little bit, it's game over. Cause at that point you're like, Oh, wait a second. I just sold the package or wait a second. Somebody's actually watching my videos. I'll, I'll tell you what that moment was for me in master talk. It was probably five months into it. I was making videos. I'm still from my mother. I literally started master on the couch that's right in front of me. So I'm still, I'm still humble beginnings here. And uh, right. So, so I'm making, what is it? These videos. I think stupid. It's got like seven views, eight views. I got 50 subscribers. And one of my friends comes up to me and she says, Hey, I love your master talk videos. And I'm just laughing like, yeah, you do. Oh yeah. You're sure you love master talk videos. Don't you? And, and she said, no, no, no. I like the eye content. And you shared this point, this point. I was like, Oh, People are watching this. Mm-hmm. And she retention. just said, I, you got yeah, yeah, she's watching. I was like, why are you watching it? And she said, oh, it's the production isn't very good, but your content is solid. I've never heard any of these ideas before. And that's when I realized I was, I had something. And that's when, that's when I started taking more. So I, I started taking money from my, my, I was making like X number of dollars, like 70, 80 grand at, in corporate. I was taking 20% of that money, 25 and putting it back into the YouTube channel. And then after, after that, the rest is history. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Wow. No, that's good. And we should thank your friend because it sounds like uh, she sparked something. She like fueled the fire there. So that was awesome. That's awesome. Wow. And then so now are you at the point where you actually have like employees? Like, are you at that stage or are you still like how? But it's a small team, but I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of contractors, part-timers, but yeah, probably three to five people. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's the piece that is really, really neat about entrepreneurship. I don't, I don't know if like everybody feels this way, but I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like, yes, it's super awesome when you sell your first item or when you realize that people actually uh, require, not require, but people actually appreciate what you're doing. But the thing that is even more rewarding is when not only you're making an impact on your customer's life or your client's lives, but you're also able to help somebody else have a livelihood. Right. So, you know, that, that part is really cool. So it's, it's like a really neat way that you can pay back uh, as an entrepreneur. So yeah, kudos for getting to that point. That's awesome. No, you're right. I pay, I pay my best friend's rent. <laughs> so you know what? Good. It's all good. It's all good. You know, it's, it's definitely cool. fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying. 
you're helping them, right? Or helping her. And I was a boy or girl. So that's fantastic. And so now what do you think the next levels of your, um, your journey are going to be? Like, do you have an idea where you're headed with this? Yeah, absolutely. Dr. G love by the way your enthusiasm your energy you're awesome this is great so so for me the, yeah you're just awesome i just i just love the way you celebrate others it's great so so for me the the vision now is now it's a lot more developed than it used to be now it's obviously not on my couch anymore now it's all produced and all that stuff but i would say for me the vision is i think the next elon musk is probably some 13 year old boy or girl in some part of the world who is the next elon kind of like when i was sending those emails right but the problem is I can't detect who those people are. Like I can't know. So instead what I've decided to do is the only way to help those people is for me to be famous. It's the only way to do it. And, and what I mean famous, very particular, I wanna be specific my language in here, is big, my platform to be big enough where regardless of who the person is, they'll find a way to reach me. They'll find a way to watch my videos. They'll find a way to implement my, my stuff. So that's really the long-term game now is scaling up the coaching business to a more significant number so I can reinvest a lot of that capital, which I'm already doing right now aggressively into the media side of MasterTalk so that my tools become more accessible to the world. Oh, that's fantastic. So you're going to be like uh, Gary V of speaking. <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, if you think about it, like what were his beginnings? He was like, his family had a wine shop and he was like, oh my God, like we, we don't advertise. Like what the heck we have to do something. And he's like, at that time he was like, oh, I guess I, let's make a video. You know, he was just, just made a video about wine. He's like, all right, well, here we have the, you know, we have this kind of wine and you pour it in a glass and yeah, this is what legs look like. I mean, that's all he did every week. He just did that, but he did it every single week. He did it from the shop. And, and, you know, just that one action of consistency just allowed for his family's business to just really take off. And then it showed him that, oh, if I like put myself out there and if I just like be a part of media, I can make an impact. And it's just like thing after thing after thing. I mean, now I guess he's making his own NFTs and selling them. I mean, it's just amazing. Like he tries to get on every platform and in everything and he tests it out. And then he tells his, his story about what he experienced. That is just genius, but simple, but super like, you know, practical, right? Because everybody wants to know, Oh, how did clubhouse work out? Or how did, you know, you know, what's an NFT? Like, why should I get that? You know what I mean? And it's just like, the fact is he's just like, okay, whatever. Nobody wants to try it. I'll go try it. And I'll tell you the story about it. I mean, that's basically what he does. And he's built an incredible empire as a result of that. So I, I see it for you. I see oh, it for you, thanks. Brandon. Thanks. I see Dr. it. I, I got your stamp of approval. So I know. Now, just saying, I'm just saying, you know, like, you know, when you're there, you just remember <laughs> you were on the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. Okay. Oh, Give you're us a shout guide. out. Give us a shout out. That's it. That's all. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, that's awesome. That is awesome. And then, so now you have to let everybody know how they can reach out to you. Like what you, you know, the, the link for the platform, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. Doctor. What an amazing time. Thanks for having me. So two easy ways to keep in touch. The first one is the YouTube channel, right? Master talk in one word. People have access to hundreds of free videos on how to speak. 
And for those who are interested in coaching, you can check out rockstarcommunicator.com. I host a free training every few weeks over Zoom, so you can just attend that and enjoy. Awesome. That's great. Well, you know that we are at that point in the show where we do fill in the blanks. Are you ready? Let's do it. Fill in the blanks. Okay, let's do it. All right. So the first one is to me, fearless freedom means being able to take imperfect action, regardless of the opinion of others. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. The next one is if I am fearless, I will. I am fearless. I will become the best communication coach that ever lived and help every other human being long after I'm gone, master the art of communication too. Awesome. 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 And then last but not least, my battle cry is. <laughs> That's my battle cry right there. Okay. All right. I love it. I love it. Uh, you know I, what? Me, Oh, okay, okay. oh, I thought that was that was a battle cry. Are you having no, no, more? That was just me. That was just me teasing. I'm, I, I'm not even okay, sure if I'm right. answering these questions correctly, but hopefully I am. My, but there's my no battle correct cry, answer. It's your answer. Uh, yeah. my, my battle cry is always compete. Always compete up. Okay. All right. Cool. I thought you were going to say that the laughter was your battle cry because I will <laughs> tell you that I've been doing the show for like over three years. And literally, I've had one guest so far actually have a sound that was their battle cry. So I thought you were going to be number two. (laughs) Oh, it's all good. It's all good. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Fun, 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 fun. Well, you know what? I am super excited that you took time out of your day to join us and to share your experience with us because you know what? It's, it's just refreshing to hear, um, to hear your story, you know, and to hear about how you did not let fear or you did not let the, the word no 50,000 times get in your way <laughs> because that's a true, true testament for your character, right? And that you are destined for success. So we're just going to keep watching your trajectory. And, you know, those in the, in the tribe that are interested in getting your services, I know they're going to reach out. So we look forward to, to hearing more about your success. All right, Brendan, thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Dr. G. Rock.